In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one of the villages, ten lepers came to meet him. They stood some way off and called him, Jesus, Master, take pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now as they were going away, they were cleansed. Finding himself cured, one of them turned back, praising God at the top of his voice, and threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. The man was a Samaritan. This made Jesus say, Were not all ten made clean? The other nine, where are they? It seems that no one has come back to give praise to God except this foreigner. And he said to the man, Stand up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord We learn two simple set of words from young as they are fundamental to common courtesy, please and thank you. They are important reminders that we should take nothing for granted rather than begin with an inflated sense of entitlement, we must be imbued with an overwhelming sense of gratitude. Having been instructed by our elders from young, one would imagine that gratitude comes easy to most of us. Our experiences show us otherwise. We witness so many people taking and grabbing as if it was their birthright. So few actually show gratitude. Instead of gratitude, we have resentment in place of it. Perhaps one of the reasons for this is the prevalence of a victimhood culture, a culture that craves and feeds on other people's pity, but is never satisfied when pity is shown. We see this in the initial words of the ten lepers in our story. Jesus, Master, take pity on us. Unlike other figures in the Gospels who made a similar request to our Lord without making any demands of him. For example, Lord, if you want to, you can heal me. The ten lepers leave our Lord without any option, but simply demand pity, which they believe to be their due. They must have been disappointed, when instead of giving them what they had wanted, our Lord directed them to see the priests as prescribed by the law of Moses, as the priests were also a sort of health official tasked with confirming whether someone was leprous or not. But before they reached the priests, they were healed. Notice that none of them returned to thank the Lord, save the Samaritan. Only he returned to offer thanksgiving to the Lord, and for this he was rewarded with these words, Stand up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. While all ten experienced physical healing, only one who showed gratitude experienced the liberating power of salvation. While all ten were blessed, only one recognized and returned to the source of blessing. The Samaritan leper offered thanksgiving without being prompted to do so. It would not be real gratitude if it was involuntary. Our Lord never solicited nor demanded a word of thanks from any of them. He didn't tell the, any of them to come back and thank him. They should have, but he did not require it. 
Gratitude is a voluntary response from a heart that recognizes God's blessings and desires to place the attention where it should be, at the feet of Jesus. Take nothing for granted, but give thanks for everything. It may not be convenient to give thanks. It may not be easy to be grateful. Showing gratitude may not come naturally, but we must. Being grateful and thankful is not just a matter of common courtesy, but also a matter of salvation, as we have seen in this gospel. So with hearts swelling with gratitude, we hope to hear these same words from our Lord. Your faith has saved you. Today we are indeed grateful to celebrate the feast of great saint who actually has the adjective great appended to his name. Despite being only one of only a handful of saints with the title great, St. Albert seems to live in the shadow of his greatest pupil, St. Thomas Aquinas. Any description of the life of this doctor of the church necessarily focuses on the fact that he was St. Thomas's teacher, sometimes as though it was his greatest achievement. Yet perhaps this does give us the key to St. Albert's greatness. A great teacher, like any loving parent, wants his students to surpass him. No true teacher would wish that his pupils remain under his tutelage. He wants to see them walk on their own two legs, then run, and then fly. This kind of greatness, this self-forgetfulness in a teacher always provokes a deep-seated gratitude in the student. So when we see others excel in what they do and progress in their endeavours, instead of envy, let our hearts be filled with utmost gratitude for the goodness that God has poured into the life of these persons, as he has done so for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.